ready for mom? Mom's dead, Jeff. She doesn't have to be. Something strange. Now, I didn't think much about it until I saw him drag the body out of the coffin. Something ancient. Bury your own. Something evil. Was it your idea of a joke to send me blood from a dead animal? This dog is alive. Not this dog. Something terrifying is happening in Ludlow, Maine. Again. Pick up your family and get the hell out of that town. the spiel yeah you gotta tell him anyway oh i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna tell him okay okay yeah you go ahead you tell him. you first no you go ahead okay i'll go for it yeah you, you ready ahead. yeah go ahead. i think i'm gonna open it up with a lisp this time no don't do that everyone th- welcome to small town horth with johnny and randy and as always i'm johnny <laughs> you sound like hedwig off a of split hedwig oh yeah I James Avery. you want to see my dance moves <laughs> <laughs> No, you got to do it all over again. What? Come on. Well, at least it ain't like your little, I got to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you put that in there. Shouldn't have said it. Yeah, no. All right. For real. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. D-Generation Next proudly brings And to you. we just got sued. Yep. So anyway, welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And of course, I am Johnny. I'm Randy. And we are reviewing... Pet Cemetery 2, if you didn't know by the trailer. Yeah. And this month marks its 30th anniversary. Man, all the movies that 30. we have. I know, all the movies we've grown up watching. I'm freaking old. It seems like it, don't it? Like, I'll be 36 in like a week. <laughs> and I'm already 36, so. I'm freaking terrible. What's terrible? I'm old. Dude. Like, my check engine light comes on every morning I get up. <laughs> Never fails. Consider it a blessing every time your feet hit the ground. Hey, no dirt on my face when I woke up, so I was good to go. There you go. But of course, if I woke up and there was dirt on my face, it'd be other problems. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, you may be uh, buried in a pet cemetery. Dum. Yeah. Nice little segue. <laughs> yeah, sir. I get a good one every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Every great now and then. <laughs> but we're excited to be with you all this week because, well, I am because this is Randy's turn to do the episode. He's going to be telling you about this film. Short, sweet, to the point. And I get to just relax, sit back, and take it all in. Yeah, this will be the last time this year. <laughs> no. And then next year we'll <laughs> find out what one I'm going to be doing. And then we'll go from there. <laughs> you normally do. Don't you guys think Johnny just does such a good job? Nah. As far as like the reviews, he goes into detail. It's just hit us up. Let us know in the comments. And if you are new to the podcast, we just want to say thank you for checking us out. And if you are a, what we've been doing in this three seasons now. Has it been? Yeah, I believe so. So holy crap! Yeah, so if you're still with us, we appreciate it. And as always, remember to tell your uh, friends and family. 
Uh, if they like horror movies and they like hearing two guys talk about horror movies, then this is the place to be. You can catch us anywhere. You can get any of your normal podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can get us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Johnny's got the handles. And, of course, on Facebook, it is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy, which has no views on Facebook. Like we, I mean, we got a few, but... Facebook's dead. Facebook, like, yeah. Everything's on Twitter nowadays. And Instagram. Say, I don't ever get on Instagram. But on Instagram, we're give us a follow. We're at Small Town Horror Johnny underscore Randy. And that's where we actually get a lot of our, uh, when we ask, that, what would you like to hear us review? That's yeah. where we get a lot of answers from. Hmm. Uh, at Twitter, we are uh, on Twitter, we are at Small T Horror Pod. And Randy's favorite part. I didn't say nothing about no email. <laughs> Not one time did I mention email. I'm telling you guys. How many emails you get? I don't know. You don't even check them. No, yeah, well, I got them on my phone, but you know. All right, let me know. Anyway, <laughs> I'll say it this way. We get more emails than I do on Facebook. <laughs> I love them for your brother. <laughs> so if you guys ever want to hit us up, uh, those that's the social media platform. But if you want to keep it old school and email us. I'd rather just give out our phone number. Let them, <laughs> let them call us. Yeah, you go right ahead. <laughs> Uh, we are at smalltownhorrorjrpod at gmail.com. It gets and, shorter every time you give it out. And I think you're taking stuff out no, so people don't email you. If you uh, want to hear any, like, if you got any requests, hit us up there. I'm actually thinking about eventually, not on the email, but, like, maybe on Twitter or Instagram, kind of doing a, a little contest. Mm-hmm. Because I have so many different horror t-shirts that I was thinking about actually doing, like, a giveaway thing. I thought that'd be pretty cool. That would be. So if you guys are interested. Would I be eligible to enter? No. You suck. Uh, If you guys are interested in that, you know, always comment on Instagram or Twitter, whatever you want to do, and just kind of, hey, yeah, you know, that'd be kind of cool little idea to do. And in case you're wondering, anytime Johnny finds a shirt that he likes, he buys like three or four of them. So he's got three (laughs) or four new shirts in the closet just sitting there. I've got a Mark Calloway t-shirt. It's The Undertaker, of course, if y'all didn't know that. I bought one. I loved it. And every time it goes on sale on WWE.com, I buy another one. But it's got to be like 7 bucks or $9. Yeah. But like I've, I've got two hanging up and one still in WWE package it coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. So if he ever gives that one away, that's the one you're going to get. So. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Have this one. It has no holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even like my extra pair of shoes I got hanging up on the hanger. Hey, now I can't say nothing about that. I've bought in the same pair. I've never bought them twice, like the same shoe in the same day. But I've had a pair of shoes that I've liked so much that I've bought the exact same pair later on. It's a pair of white champions. I love them. Well, I can tell I'm getting old because my. I, if you ever see me out, I'm always wearing biker boots. Mm. I love just my blue jeans, biker boots, cut off shirt. Uh,. But I found these black Crocs. And they're not Crocs like people's already imagined with the holes all in them. Mm-hmm. They're Croc tennis shoes. You just slip your foot right in and no ties, nothing. Man, they were the most comfortable shoes I ever bought. We were in Branson. I bought them at the Croc store. And I wore them all that day when I bought them. And then the next day we went back to the Croc store. And they had one more pair. The same ones I bought. And I told my wife, I was like, I think I'm going to go ahead and buy those. And she's like, why? I said, because when these wear out, I have an extra <laughs> pair. And they're still hanging in my closet. So that was like four years ago. Now you're going to get them. Your foot's going to be too small. And well, you're going to go through a growth spurt again? I said too small. I said your foot will be too small. Nah. Feet shrink, man. 
No, they don't. All right. Okay. I remember that when you go put them shoes on. <laughs> and I'll be like, what the heck? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Randy, do you have the cast? I got a trailer. Are you doing the cast summary and all that? No, I'm going to let you do the cast and stuff. I, I'll, do, I'll do the summary, but you get to do the cast. Okay. So a teenage boy and his father move to his recently deceased mother's hometown where they encounter the ancient Native American cemetery with the power to raise the dead. Well, what I was going to do, if you was going to tell me to do the summary, I was going to say, this is the sequel to Pet Cemetery." <laughs> yeah, of course you would. And Cheater. now we are at the cast, and we have Edward Furlong plays Jeff Matthews. Underrated actor. One of my favorite actors, uh, Clancy Brown plays Sheriff Gus. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> and then we got Anthony Edwards, who plays Chase Matthews. And he is also one of the major nerds off of Revenge of the Nerds. Great movie, great eighties movie. Dude, I hadn't seen that movie in years. Hmm? Like that and kids. He played in Gilbert. I loved it. That and Kids in the Hall Brain Candy. You remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We also got Jared Rushton, who plays Clyde Parker. And that kid is well, he's not a kid anymore. Yeah. But that dude is a good actor. He played on uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. He reminds me of Kiefer Sutherland for some reason. Like, every time I see him. But he's he's just got... He can play that bad guy image, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. We got Jason uh, McGuire. I, I believe that's how you say his mm-hmm. name. He played Drew Gilbert. We got L- Lisa Waltz. She played Amanda Gilbert. Then we have... Uh, what was that? Darlene? Darlene? Uh, Darlene. Hmm. Yeah, good luck with that last name. <laughs> <laughs> Flugel. <laughs> Flugel. Flugel. Whatever. Yeah. She plays Renee. And then we have Sarah Trigger. She plays, I don't even know how you say her name in the movie. Marjorie. Marjorie. There you go. The housekeeper. Yep. And I believe that's pretty much the main people in it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I hate when they mix the cast up. When they put I know. I was just, I just seen uh, Herman Munster's picture and I was like, he wasn't in this one. Yeah, it gets my nerves when they do stuff like that. But overall, that's the cast. And like I said, um, man, Clancy Brown, dude, he is he's mm. awesome. You just like him because he was in Dexter. Yeah, I waited all these years for him to show up and get Dexter. He was awesome in Dexter, though. He was good in Dexter. And every time you seen him, all you say was, Grabby Betty. Yeah. I just, <clears throat> I don't know. It was like, uh, I wanted to hear Mr. Krabby say, Drew, old buddy. <laughs> Dude, he was killing me in that. When every time he said, Drew, buddy. Drew, old buddy. You hit the right to remain silent. You know. Found him. Yeah. <laughs> Jingling the keys around. Yeah. Spoiler. I can't believe this only got a 4.8 on IMDb. I only got a 27, didn't it? Or 22 22 on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes. Boom, piss on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't even care about this. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is dumb. But, but a 4.8 on IMDb? Mm. See, this is just all to show you. Just because it's a mainstream movie doesn't mean it's a good movie. Right. Stupid. Anyway. So, are you ready to get into the movie? Let's do it. So, it's Pet Cemetery based on the novel by Stephen King, which I have not read, but I wish I would have, or I wish I had. It is directed by Mary Lambert, and it was written, obviously based off the novel, it is written out by Richard Outen. Yeah. So, 
It's listed as a fantasy horror thriller. No, mm. no comedy, but Clancy definitely had some flame <laughs> yeah. there, for sure. That's, that's a fact. Well, without any further ado, we'll get started. Thanks for joining us today on Print. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, the opening credits is just a black and white shot of the forest. And I, I love the way it's it's just shooting through and giving up all the names and everything. But then it cuts to a scene of a dog walking through what we know as Pet Cemetery. The dog's got red glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of give you a uh, a hint of what's what's to come. Right. So, the first major scene is there's a woman walking down the stairs. And she's walking to this, look, looks like a crypt area. And she walks down, she kneels down, something goes up to grab her, and she starts laughing. You don't know what it is. Well, then you hear a director yell, cut, and it's a big movie scene. So they're they're going through, and they're trying to get this movie scene right, and she keeps messing up. And the guy underneath that has the little hand that's meant to grab her arm, he keeps complaining that he can't see. So she's telling him, he's like, I'm, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do this. We find out that this is actually Renee Hollows. Who ends up being Edward Furlong, who plays Jeff, it's, uh, his mom. Do you know what this scene reminded me of? Watch you probably. I think me and you watched it. Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Freddy. Did we watch that one? I think we did. But that's one where Freddy's got the trench coat, the top, uh, and the hat, and he don't have a glove. His knives are on his fingers. Did we ever watch that one? Man, I don't know if we did. I know before we did Freddy vs. Jason, me and you sat down and watched yeah. a lot of Nightmare on Elm Streets, but just the scene because that's how the. Uh, opening to that movie is they're on a movie set right. and they can't get the claw to work right. The Freddy Glove. I don't remember. I mean, we've been out and watched it, but that that's what reminded me. Anybody that's seen that movie is going to be like, oh yeah, I get you. Yeah. Go ahead. So, they're trying to figure it out and the whole time they're sitting there and there's a guy watering the floor they want it to look like an old decrepit crypt or whatever. So, he's got his water hose. He's getting the floor wet. Well, what nobody else sees that the camera shows is some of the water splashes on this this big electrical box underneath the set. Don't know what it is or what, or what it's for, but you can tell it's an electric box. So she comes out. She sits down in her chair. Uh, Jeff ends up coming over, which is Edward Furlong. He comes over, and he's talking to his mom, and she's like, how long have you been here? And he says, for, for a little while. So they're talking a little bit, and... Uh, the director comes in. He's getting ready to go back into recording the movie. So Jeff goes to take off, and his mom does something that you kind of it kind of lets on that she always does when he leaves. She just says she hollers for him. She just says, "Jeff, I love you," and he just kind of smiles. So it's it's kind of one of the things like they kind of make it out like that's something that always she always does whenever he's leaving. So now it cuts to the same scene being run again. Everything's identical up to the point where she's kneeling down at this little crypt or whatever it is. And you get a shot of this electrical box. You get a shot of somebody else underneath the the crypt that has the little hand that's supposed to reach out and grab her arm. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get a shot of the electrical box and it's still got the water dripping on it. Well, then it, it knocks over and it starts sparking and arcing and all of a sudden she starts shaking. She's getting electrocuted. So the director's yelling cut. Everybody's starting to freak out. A giant light just falls onto the set. She's over there getting electrocuted, basically. She's dying on screen, and everybody's freaking out. The whole time, Jeff is actually sitting up top watching the whole scene. Like, yeah. he's just sitting there watching her. His mom feeling the scene. Now she's getting electrocuted, and he's watching her basically die. 
he freaks out. He starts screaming. and does his Edward Furlong scream, which is... I'm going to say, he's got such a good scream. It's like a cracking, like, when he screams real loud. It's like he's something. going through puberty. Yeah, it's like a puberty scream. That's really what it is. But he sees all this happen. Finally, they get the power shut off, I guess, or it finally shorts out. And she's just laying there, and it's like she puts her face up against the wrought iron on the side of the crib mm-hmm. and then just is like blank stare. Uh, it was pretty pretty intense looking. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was pretty rough looking. I remember watching it when I was a kid thinking, holy crap. <laughs> now I'm watching like, it and I'm like, holy crap. It's like, what a way to start a movie. Yeah. yeah this, this will take her breath away. <laughs> yeah. And her heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we get a... Uh, we get a scene of a vet's office, and who we find out is actually Chase, who is Jeff's dad, Edward Furlong's dad. Um, he's with uh, customers. He's an actual vet. He's with customers, and he gets a phone call about what happened. It doesn't go into detail on the phone call, but you kind of know that that's why they're calling. Right. So now it pans over, and we get a shot of a grave site, and it's the funeral for the mom. You got everybody there. There's a bunch of reporters there since his mom was a famous actor or actress. Uh, priest or the preacher or whatever is giving the eulogy, and they're just kind of standing there. And Jeff kind of walks over to it, and I noticed that, like, you can tell he's re- really upset. And his dad goes to put his hands on him. He kind of brushes his dad's arm away. So he's just like, and come to find out that his mom and dad were actually split up, but they were still trying to work stuff out like mm-hmm. they were trying to get stuff worked out so he actually mentioned it before on the movie set where he uh says that dad wanted to know if he could come over for dinner and then his mom said yeah dinner's fine but don't get your hopes up you know <clears throat> so they're there uh, at the funeral well the the funeral just gets closed and just starts ending and then all these cameramen and all these reporters and everything start taking these really close-up pictures and, and all this this is when we get introduced to gus Yes. Who is... Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Clancy Brown. And uh, he goes over and, you know, they're taking really close-up pictures of Jeff while he's kneeling down by the casket and he's shooing him away and all this kind of stuff. Um, he's like, give him the privacy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's like, you got to get him away. Get him away. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's going over there to break them all up, just basically just keeping them at bay. And, uh, yeah, you, you could tell it was it was, it was was hard on... on Little Jeff, and that's what people don't realize either. And you know, like when these celebrities really do die, mm-hmm. like you know, it's hard on the family because, oh, yeah. you know, that'd be like that's just know, their family member. That's not an actress or an actor exactly. Or, and then the paparazzi wants to show up and all that crap. And you know, it's time and place for everything, man. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> so now we're getting a scene of we get a shot of the a moving van pulling up to our, our moving truck right up to a house and they're unloading boxes and these big boxes all have Renee on the side of them which was Jeff's mom's name and they're moving these boxes into the house a guy comes in and uh, the dad is at the door and he's like where do you want this one it's uh, more clothes or something like that and he don't he doesn't know what to do because he's got doesn't really have a whole lot of room right so he turns around and he tells Jeff he's like can we do something, give these clothes to somewhere? I don't remember where he said Goodwill or so. I don't remember. Yeah. Homeless shelter or something like that. He's just basically trying to make room. Right. And you can tell that Jeff wanted no part of that. Like he was like, I don't think he ever said anything, but you could see the look in his face when he was looking at his dad and he's like, no, nah, we ain't giving these away. Mm-hmm. So his dad finally tells him, take all the boxes, Mark Renee up to the attic. 
<clears throat> so they're over there getting everything situated, and then they get a knock at the screen door, which was a gigantic screen door. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> no, I guess the I didn't. Freaking door was about nine <laughs> foot wide. It was weird. Uh, but there's a knock on the screen door, and a woman introduces herself as Marjorie. She uh, she's the housekeeper, so he you know welcomes her in, and he's just kind of staring at her at first. I couldn't figure out why, but then the more I thought about it, and then later on in the movie, it kind of. Yeah, hints to it. She looks just like his wife's wife. Mm-hmm. Looks just like Renee. I think yeah. her hair might be a different color or something like that. But she looks just like him. So he's staring at her for a minute. She's like, "Is everything okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, you just Sound don't it. look the way you sound on the phone." Yeah, but you know, he tells her to come in and uh, introduces her to uh, to Jeff, who you can really tell just doesn't want no part. Oh of, yeah, you know, which is real life. A lot of people don't. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so they've got. One of the guys has moved the box up the stairs, and it ends up falling over and falling down the stairs into the bottom, and a dress comes out. So Chase goes to pick it up, and Marjorie's like, no, I'll get it, I'll get it. So she bends down to pick up the box, and one of the dresses is in the box. And Marjorie picks it up, and she even she says she's a big fan of the Renee. Yeah. As she's an actress. She picks up the dress, and she's like, oh, this was the dress she wore at the Grammys and all this kind of stuff. Well, Jeff don't like her touching her his mom's stuff. Right. So he says, hey, don't touch it. She hated when people touched her stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of got really quiet. You could tell, like, yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah. She would, She didn't want to, like, offend anybody, but at the same time, she was kind of fanning out. And you can see that the dad kind of looked at Jeff like, dude, come, you know, yeah. come down. <clears throat> so now it's... Uh, uh, Chase is getting into his work van. He's a vet, so he's getting in his van. Jeff comes out, tells him he's going to go with him. And he's like, yeah, good, I can use some help. What they're doing is they're going to a new office, this mm-hmm. new vet's office. So he's they pull up to this vet office, and it's a, an old run-down building. But you know what kills me is Jeff says something that I never picked up in 1992. He said it, and the kids say it now. He goes, hey, Dad, wait, I'm going to go with. Yeah. And I was like... I hate when people say that. You know, it's like... Finish your sentence. Yes, but he said that. As soon as he said it, I was like, wait a minute. So it, went, it ain't something new. These kids ain't getting lazy and not just finish your sentence. Hey, that just means the old school is coming back. Yeah, okay. Man, making a return. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're in the new office, and um, they're trying to get everything cleaned up. And Jeff tells, or uh, Chase tells Jeff that the kennels and stuff were in the back. So Jeff's going back there, and he's looking around, and everything's all worn down and, and busted up. Well, as soon as he walks in a room that has all the cages in it, he notices a box move. And he just kind of does that slow walk. And out of nowhere, giant cat jumps out at him. Mm-hmm. Freaks him out. Scares him. He jumps back. His dad comes running in, doesn't know what's happening. So he says, what's wrong? And he said, stupid cat's got me. They look over, and there's a box that's got a bunch of kittens in it. And now his dad says something like, great, now I'm a, uh, like an animal setter or something like that. Adoption. Adoption agency or something, yeah. Jeff says uh, says he wants to keep one. His dad's like, hey, if you clean up these kennels, you can have one, you know. So he says, cool. One of the cats takes off, and just you see the cat walking around the the vet's office and everything. He goes over to the front door, and the front door opens up, and there's a wolf. Right there at the door. <laughs> yeah. Just a giant wolf starts growling, chasing after the cat. Well, it's actually a dog on a leash, obviously. And 
the dog comes dragging in Drew. This is when we meet Drew, and we've already met Gus, who is Drew's stepdad. So Drew's, you know, being dragged in by this dog who he keeps calling Zowie. So the dog's chasing this cat, finally gets him cornered in the like a little operating room or whatever. Um, so uh, Chase picks up the cat. He's like trying to get Zowie under control. And they've actually brought Zowie in, Drew and uh, Gus did. Right. Because apparently Zowie got into Gus's rabbit cage. Mm -hmm. And the rabbits ganged up on him and scratched his nose and busted his eye all up. Uh, and this is when we find out that Gus actually used to date Renee, who mm -hmm. was Jeff's mom, back in, I guess, high school. Yeah. That's what that made it sound anyway. Because he doesn't look very old. No. It's weird because... Gus doesn't look very old. Chase looks like he could be older. Yeah. It's like there could easily be like a 10-year difference between the two of them. Yeah. But who knows. <clears throat> so we go to a shot of the school. Uh, Chase is actually dropping Jeff off at school. It's weird because he pulled his bike out of the back of the van. Yeah. Like, like, Why you got the bike? And I was like, well, I guess you dropped off and then you get to ride the bike home. Yeah. I guess. So you notice that when Jeff was going into the school, there's a group of guys right outside the school, and yeah, it's it's the neighborhood bullies, yeah, basically, and they're talking all kinds of crap. Well, Chase or Jeff has actually got the cat that he kept inside his jacket, and you can see him trying to hide the whole time he's in the school. He's trying to hide the 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 cat, the, cat. the kitten, yeah. So he uh, he's sitting in class trying to hide it. The main bully who is Clyde. Mm -hmm. Who uh, I don't remember the guy's name. The the guy that I said looks like uh, or that reminded me of Kiefer Sutherland. Clyde's the, his name in the movie, yeah, right? Clyde's yeah. his name in the movie. Yeah. So um, Clyde's been eyeballing him the whole time they were at school. Well, class lets out, and Clyde's waiting in the hallway for him. Mm -hmm. So he comes walking out, and he keeps talking to him, and he's you know mouthing him and all this kind of stuff, talking about his mom. And he they stop in front of this sign that is like a dedication to his mom. And it's like in memory of Renee Hollows. And uh, so he notices the cat in Jeff's, uh, Jeff's coat. He reaches over to grab it, trying to figure it out. And he said, do you ever see a cat run? He was like, well, yeah. He was like, no, I mean, like really run like this. And then just takes off running. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so he takes off running. All his little, his little gang starts going with him. His posse. His posse. Jeff gets pissed. He takes off. He goes running after them. They all get on their bikes. It's just like everyone pedaling Schwinn's down the highway. <laughs> Nothing like an old school movie to be chasing down bikes. So they here comes the first chase scene of the whole movie. Yeah. You got all the bullies, and Clyde's got the cat in the front. They're all on their bikes, and they're taking off down the road. And Jeff is a good, you know, half a mile behind him, it seemed like, sometimes. But he wasn't that far behind him. So the chase takes him over a bridge, and then it takes him in front of a house. Yes. And then it shows a mailbox. And the mailbox says Creed. The house looks oddly familiar. Mm-hmm. But since we know this is Pet Cemetery 2, it's actually the house from Pet Cemetery. Yes. The original for Lewis Creed and his family. So now, knowing that, now you kind of have an idea of where they're going. Yeah. <clears throat> so they... Uh, they get over there, they go through the yard, and all of a sudden the bullies are stopped. Jeff finally gets over to the bully and he's like, hey, give me the cat back. And he's like, I can't. 
see, there was an accident. The cat was trying to get away. His head got caught in the spokes, and he died, and he's over in Pet Cemetery. And you can see in the background the path from the first movie. Yes. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. They actually showed the, the original path. It, I don't know if it was the original path or not, because it looked wider than the first movie. Right, but but they led you to believe. This, yeah, yeah, know. it's pretty much you know they show you the creed mailbox and the house. Yeah, now they show you the path. Up I wish they would have showed uh, one. I wish they would have showed uh, Jed's house. Isn't that his name? The, yeah, and I wish they would. You would have heard. Like yeah, like still going by. Yeah, I I kind of wish that church would have popped up out of nowhere and just showed up. Yeah, but he was already dead, so you know. Uh, so the bully. Keeps, you know, mouthing on me. He keeps talking bad about his mom and everything. And he finally gets upset. And Jeff just holds off and co-cocks him. Yeah. Just punches him. It doesn't do anything to him. It pisses him off. But it's funny because when he hits him, the guy's like, oh, like shocked. shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So he hits him, pisses him off, and he takes off. And he just starts beating the crap out of Jeff. Mm-hmm. Now, before this, though, uh, Drew looks at him. And he's like, come on, uh, just give him the cat. Tells Clyde, give, him, give yeah. Jeff the cat. And he's like, shut up. And uh, he's like, uh, what are you going to do? Go tell daddy on me or stepdaddy on me? Yeah. And he, you tell Drew's like, mm, uh-huh. you know. Well, one of the comments that Clyde made was maybe you can bury your mom in Pet cemetery. Yeah. And I was like, and I think that's the, the comment that got him co-cocked. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and they kind of alluded to, you know, you bury a cat in, or you better bury a pet in Pet cemetery. It comes back to life. And right. You know, makes a comment about his mom. So then they fight. They get to tussling around. Finally, they stop. And the bullies take off. Jeff's all busted up and bloody. <clears throat> well, he gets up and he starts walking into Pet Cemetery, And it shows all the grave markers. And he's walking over and there's a statue of a little dog. And he kind of kicks the little, the little statue. And he's looking at all the different grave markers. We hear a meow. And he sees the cat. And they put him in this like big bird cage. Or whatever it is. It's actually a kitten. So so he goes over, gets the cat out, and he looks over and he sees this giant wall of trees. Yep. And there's a keep out sign on it. We know what that is from the first movie. Right. That's the, the boundary that's not supposed to be broken, mm-hmm. according to, uh, what was his name? Judd? No. The, the Oh, uh, Pascal. Pas- Pascal. Pascal. Pascal, yeah. It's the boundary that was never meant to be broken. So he's kind of staring at that. Well, he's doing that, and Drew's walking up behind him. And he's kind of, you know, he's like, sorry about those guys. And uh, they start talking about Pent Cemetery, and he's like, you think any of that, that stuff's real? Is this the first time he met Drew? Uh, I don't know if it's the first time he met Drew or not, because they see him. he's seen him in the hallway mm-hmm. when they stole the cat. I don't think this is the first time he's met him, but it's probably the first time that they actually, you know, talked for a minute. Okay. He uh he says something to him about the stories and Drew tells him I wouldn't worry about it they're just you know ghost stories basically and uh, he actually mentions like they talk about stuff being buried there and then being brought back to life and stuff dying. Drew makes the comment he wishes Gus would die. Yeah. And Jeff is like man you shouldn't talk about your stepdad that way and and all this kind of stuff and. Uh, like I said, they just start questioning the stories and everything. Well, then they decide they wanted to get up and shoot out. Well, now we get a shot of Jeff getting home, and his dad's in the, I think it was the kitchen or the dining room or something like that, and the housekeeper was, you know, taking care of the house like you do. She, uh, 
she comes in, makes a comment to Jeff. I'm not, I don't remember exactly what she said. And he looks over at her, and he, she was like, you're not my mother. And he, like, shocked her. She's like, she didn't know what to say. Yeah. And his dad was kind of like, all right, dude, come on. Do you realize this is the second movie that we've reviewed that like Edward Furlong all of, every time his mom's dead? Dang, it is. Like brain scan is brain scan. She's dead. This one, she's dead. Hey, Terminator Two is he's got issues with his mommy too. Yeah, she wasn't dead though. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying she's got issues with that too. <laughs> yeah, I, this is only like the second Edward Furlong movie we've done, isn't it? Yeah, with brain scan. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right, back to his back to him. Uh, <clears throat> so now we get Gus coming home, and he comes in, and Drew is sitting on the chair or the couch with Zowie, and he was like, "You know better." Dog goes outside. Yeah, and he was like, "Can we just, you know, till he gets better?" Because he's still busted up from the rabbits, and he was like, "Uh, uh-uh, outside." Gus walks into the kitchen while Drew is taking the dog out, and he gets a beer, I think. While the mom's cooking. The mom, yeah. His mom is uh, Amanda, is her name. So she's in there cooking. Gus is watching her. She bends over and he's like, ah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So he goes over. He starts getting a little bit of loving. At the same time, Drew walks back in and he slams the door. So they, you know, pretty much behave. I'm here. Yeah. You can cut that out now. So they decide they're going to sit down for dinner. Drew's sitting down and he's got the TV on. I think hockey. He was watching hockey, I think. I don't remember. I can't remember if he... Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Um, So, <clears throat> Gus goes, puts his chair in between Drew and the TV. He was like, hey, we've talked about this. You're breaking the law. He's like, everything the kid does that Gus says, hey, this is a rule, it's breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Everything. And it's, he's a cop, so I guess that's his right. way of laying down the law. I don't know. So, and you can tell from this whole scene that they these two don't get along. Right. Like, he was like, you're going to appreciate your mom's cooking. So he turns the TV off, turns around and gets some food, and he starts putting ham or something on his plate. He was like, don't appreciate it that much. He's like, I thought we were going to talk. I thought we talked about, you know, you, you know, slowing down on what you eat. <clears throat> so he takes the food off his plate and puts it back on the serving plate and then takes the other piece, puts it on his plate. Yeah, it, just, you can tell this whole time. This is just these two do not get along. But here, you know, here's my thing on something like that, and this is even like <coughs> real life situation. The stepdad, how he treats that kid, it's every bit of that mom's fault too. Oh if, yeah, if she ain't gonna step up and have some oh, balls yeah. and, or well, have some cojones and be like, hey, look, right, this is my kid. You know, you're gonna show him respect just like if you want respect. But like, it's just as much fault as hers. Right. Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now we go. Um, the family, or not the family, the Gilberts, I guess. Gus, Amanda, and we mm-hmm. go to their house. <clears throat> so Gus and Amanda are upstairs, and they're they're getting sexy time, or having their sexy time in. Well, Gus has actually got a rabbit cage in the front, but a scene before that, you can see him plugging in this electric fence or something. Yeah. So he's doing that to keep the rabbit safe. Well, now they're asleep, and you hear the bells going off that he's got rigged up to it, and you can hear Zoe get zapped, or Zowie get zapped. It's weird saying it. So Gus gets up from sexy time. He's pissed, so he's going to go out. He grabs a gun. He's like, that dog's had it, and he starts stomping on the ground trying to get Drew's attention downstairs, and he's like, you hear me, boy? 
So he gets his gun and he's getting dressed while walking outside. The whole family's starting to gather and, and come downstairs. So Gus is outside with his, his rifle and he's getting ready to take a shot at Zowie. And Drew comes out and he's like, no, you can't shoot her. And he was like, what'd you say, boy? And then by the time he just pops a shot and you can hear Zowie starting whimpering. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda's behind him and she was like, what did you do? You know, that, or Drew goes running off after the dog. And she was like, hey, that boy's had ample opportunity to, you know, I've told him time and time again. Right. Uh, so now we got Drew walking through the woods trying to find Zowie, who's just been shot. And he's walking around and he actually sees Zowie laying on the ground shot. And I thought when I first seen the dog that it was dead. Yeah. But he was, he was dog still alive, but he had a good gunshot. So he sits down with the dog and he's just kind of holding it, petting it. And uh, dog should listen. Dog, dog should <laughs> listen. Stay out of the rabbits, man. So now they got Zowie, or he's got Zowie in his arms, and Zowie's pretty much dying. Uh, so then it goes to the next day. It looks like, and Jeff's on his bike and he's riding up to this church where uh, Drew's sitting. Drew comes down and starts walking over to him, and Drew's all like dirty and dingy like he's been in the woods all night he tells him i gotta bury my dog tells him what happened he asked him if he would help him yeah so he says yeah i'll, I'll help him so it's, it's weird because drew's just carrying his dead dog not in a bag yeah yeah not in a sheet nothing he's just carrying his giant dog while jeff has the shovels and everything so they're carrying him through uh they carry him up to Pet Cemetery. And mm-hmm. They come up to the first part of the cemetery, and he's like, where are we burying him? And Drew's like, not here. We're going to go past the wall. Yeah. So he's taking him up to the burial ground. So they carry the dog all the way up there, and they're getting ready to, to bury him. And Jeff's like, hey, do you want my help? And then they bring up the yep. same quote from the other movie. It's, bury your own. You have to bury your own. That's how the Indians did it. Mm-hmm. I think it was the McMowls. Was it the McMahon? Man, I don't know. Of course you don't know. That was Mickey D's. Mickey D's. <laughs> it was a Big Mac. <clears throat> so, uh, it, they, uh, Drew starts digging the hole to bury the dog. And then you probably get my favorite shot of the whole movie. Where they do an aerial shot of the burial ground and it shows all the stones in place. Yeah. That's probably... And that, and then the ending, they do kind of a similar shot, but in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Because you get to see the whole thing. So now Drew's walking down the road, and he's just buried his dog. Mm-hmm. And you see this cop truck Jeep pull up behind him, so we know it's Gus. And he pulls up beside him. Drew walks up to his window, and he was like, where you been? You've had your mom worried. And he was like, uh, I was burying my dog. I was burying my dog. And you can tell Gus just couldn't give a crap. Yeah. He just tells him, he's like, look, just get in, you know, just be done with it. <clears throat> um, so now... Jeff goes home, and he's all dirty, and his dad sees him, and he just kind of... It really wasn't a big scene when Jeff got home. He's just telling him, hey, I'm tired. Ready to go to bed. <clears throat> so it's nighttime. Everybody's asleep. And you see the rabbit cage in front of uh, mm-hmm. Drew and Gus's house. Yep. And then you hear a dog growling. And then yep. you can see a dog pawing at the the fence or whatever to the rabbit cage. Yeah. So 
Amanda hears it. She wakes up. They're all asleep. She wakes up. She sneaks out of bed because she don't want to wake Gus up because she knows what it is. Right. So she wakes up. She goes downstairs. She opens the door. She calls for Zowie. She doesn't see anything at first. When she goes and closes the door, Zowie comes running up to her and just starts growling. And is all dirty and got those Pet cemetery red eyes. I thought it looked pretty cool, too. Yeah, it did really look good. So... Uh, Gus wakes up, goes downstairs, and they start hollering for Drew. Mm-hmm. So they go to his bedroom door, and they're beating on it. And Gus is like, where do you get offline to us? You know, you were eventually going to catch up saying you were going to bury your, you buried your dead dog. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then out of nowhere, here comes Zowie. Mm-hmm. Right up beside him, walking into the bedroom. He's like, Zowie. Yeah, and he's he's freaked out. Um. So they say where the, the gunshot was, you can still see the wound on there. Mm-hmm. So Amanda says she's going to call the vet. So they end up calling vet or the Jeff, Jeff, Jeff's dad, Chase. They call him to the house, and he's got his little mobile van that yeah. you know, he brings to from house to house, I guess. So he picks up, uh, he picks up Zowie, carries him over there, and he's kind of looking at the wound, and he's kind of doctoring it up, and he said, well, I'm going to give her... Give him an anex or a what was it? A local anesthesia, a local like a local shot to numb it up while yeah. he doctored it and stuff. And he tells him, you know, like, I want to keep him at the house, you know, just overnight just to see him. Well, Drew says, can you keep him at your place until he's better? Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, and he was like, good because I don't want him nowhere near Gus. Right. He actually asked him what happened. He was like, some uh, psycho got trigger happy. Yeah. You know, and Gus was at the house and he didn't hear it, but Amanda was right there beside him, which I thought was kind of funny. So yeah. I got trigger happy. Um, so Jeff is standing at the back of the van and he motions up for Drew to come here and talk to him. And he comes down here and not, like really the only thing they say is, or Jeff says, well, maybe Zowie wasn't really dead. Yeah. And Drew was like, no, he was dead. Right. <clears throat> So now, Jeff and Chase are going to be taking Zowie back to their house while the dog gets better. Well, Jeff ends up having a nightmare about his mom. He's sitting there asleep on the bed, and he's seeing his mom at the uh, rocking chair. Yep, at the foot of his bed. He kind of blinks and shoots back, and he looks back again, and it's his mom's body with Zowie's head. Mm -hmm. So he keeps trying to reach out for his mom, but the room just keeps going farther and farther apart. And... Then the dog head shows up again on mm-hmm. his mom's body. Well, when he finally wakes up, he looks over at that chair, and Zowie's just sitting up in that chair, just growling at him. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really a, a weird weird look. Oh yeah. So Chase, uh, it's the next day, and Chase has got uh, Zowie, and he's you know examining him, and he was like, "Man, it's been three days, or it's not the next day; it's been three days." Right. So. He's like, it's three days. It's not getting any better. His immune system's probably jacked up. He goes to listen for a heartbeat, and he was like, I don't hear a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but he he chalks it up to maybe it's just so low that it's just not picking up. Mm-hmm. So he ends up drawing some blood to send off to get to get checked out. Well, they take Zoe over to uh, – or Zowie. I keep saying Zoe. Zowie. They take Zowie, and they put him in the cage in the back, and that's where all the kittens are. Right beside him. Right beside him. So they they get Zowie locked up in this cage and they walk away and Zowie's eyeballing them cats. So you know what's about to happen. Right. You know. You don't it ain't happening now, but it's it's about to happen. 
So now we get a shot of the Gilbert house with Amanda and Drew, and she's actually getting Drew all dressed up for Halloween. Yeah, he's going as a vampire. Dracula. He's going as Dracula. He's got them all dressed up for Halloween. And uh, we get a shot of the street where you got kids running around and they're trick-or-treating and everything like that. And you can see Gus is at the police station. And Drew's been grounded. Yeah. So she makes a comment, you know, Gus would kill me if, you know, he found out I was letting you go out. Yeah. And Drew says, I, I, you know. I promise I'll be back. I promise I'll be back. She said, make sure you're back by 1030 because that's when Gus was supposed to be home. Um, and uh, she's going to let him go while Gus has got him grounded. So is this the Halloween scene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I actually like this scene because they're all, for some reason they're all meeting at the pet cemetery. And I, I guess because it's been so long since I've seen it. I, did they did they even say like I don't even remember them saying anything uh, like if it was the school or if it was just the guys meeting there. No, I think it was just a group of kids from the school with like the and it was mainly the bullies and stuff. Gotcha. So anyway, uh, they're all dressed up and of course Drew he is dressed as a vampire Dracula whatever, and uh, I was gonna say Edward Furlong. Uh, Jeff is dressed like. A hockey killer. So, kind of like a little knockoff for Jason Voorhees. And I was going to say, I know you didn't say hockey killer. You know that was Jason. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was just saying. But, you, you know, they it's like legal uh-huh. rights. So, they go to this cemetery. And I forgot all about this scene. As soon as they get into the cemetery, they're like, where's everybody at? And all of a sudden, this woman is flying toward them. And it's Jeff's mom. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, uh, the woman lands on Jeff. She or Jeff lets out that scream. He flips out, and he just keeps screaming. Well, when it falls on him, you can tell it's a dummy. Mm-hmm. But he's still tripping out because he saw his actual mom coming toward him. So he's flipping out, screaming. And all the guys come around. And, of course, it's the douchebags uh, and led by, what's his name, Clyde? Yep. And they're like, look, you hear him? You hear him? Crying like a B-I-T-C-8, you know, like just... Running her mouth about him. Well, he finally gets up and he looks right at uh, right at um, Clyde and Jeff's like f off. Like yeah. he he you know he's pissed. No, he ain't taking. Yeah, but my thing is is I wouldn't be around the guys if no. Nah, you got one chance to say something about my dead mom and you done. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, it cuts back to Drew's house and his mom's uh, in the kitchen. I don't know if she's got a beer or if that's the soda. I don't know, but. She's walking around, and all of a sudden she hears a door slam, and here comes, um, what's his dad's name? Gus. Gus comes in, and she's like, oh, crap, like, because, you know, mm-hmm. he comes in, and she's like, oh, hey, honey. She goes, what are you doing, home, Marley? He's like, ah, I forgot my cigarettes. And she's like, oh. And then she's kind of like, well, lucky me. Like, she looks like she's going to seduce him, you uh-huh. know? And he's like, uh, where's the kid? Or where's the boy? And she's like, he's in his bedroom. And she goes to, like, kiss him, and he just pushes her away. I guess he's like, uh-uh. No, I ain't falling for this. He goes in there, and as soon as he walks in there, he turns around, and he's like, gosh dang it. Uh, what's her name? Amanda. Amanda. He's like, I told you. He goes, "How? Uh, you want me to be a father to uh, that kid? Uh, how are you going to keep, what do you say, overruling me pretty mm-hmm. much? You know, that, that lay the law down. Yeah, I lay the law down. And uh, he goes, where is he at? And she says, Pet Cemetery," And he just walks out. Well, it cuts back to the pet cemetery, and Clyde uh, is telling the story. They're all sitting around his fire, 
And now we know why they're in a pet cemetery because he starts telling the story about the Creed family. And he talks about how the dad, which I don't remember the name, he said he went and dug up little Gage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Gage had maggots falling out. You know, of course, he's exa- exaggerating. Oh, yeah. Talking about how his body was falling apart and he's got maggots in his face. And then he goes, and then he even buried his dead wife and she come back. And they're all dead. He goes, the only one that survived was their daughter, uh, Allie. Elaine. Ella- no. Ellie, yeah. Ellie. It was Elaine, yeah. And uh, he's like, but even her, she went nuts and killed her grandparents. Now, we don't know if that's true or not. No, yeah. But, and he's like, and all she said was one word, pet cemetery, you know, or that's all she kept saying. Yeah. I think she said, he said she killed him with an axe. I don't even remember. I don't know, but I hope that ain't true, because that would suck. Lizzie Borden. <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway, so there's a story on the Creed family. And they're sitting there talking, and out of nowhere, Gus shows up. Yep. <clears throat> and he sees Gus showing up, and he's and uh, Clyde's like, "Dang it, it's Drew's dad!" And they all sort of take off running. And Gus is like, uh, "You boys better not be drinking." Yeah. And they all take off, and of course, Jeff and Drew start to take off. And it's funny because uh, Gus is like, uh, "Drew, get back over here now!" Like you know, uh, did he catch Drew or did Drew fall? I can't remember. He, but I mean, he caught up to I him. I think quick. Drew was stumbling, yeah, and he he kind of rushed over to grab him. And he grabs a hold of uh, Drew, and he looks over at Jeff. He goes, "Jeff, go home. This is between me and my boy." Mm-hmm. And he tells him to get out of there. And Jeff ain't leaving. Well, he smacks uh, Drew, mm-hmm. and then he picks up a cross. He was fixing to waylay this his step step kid with a cross, and he's like, uh, "Oh, I can't remember how he worded it, but it's pretty much." Uh, you got to learn the hard way. And he goes to pick it up, and as soon as he does, he picks up the across to hit his son with it. Uh, Zowie shows up, and uh, he, and Gus is like, uh, get your dog. Uh, call him off, Drew. Yeah, call him off, and he jumps on Gus. And Drew is doing Drew's going, Zowie, no, get off of him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, call him off, call him off. And Zowie ends up. Biting right on, uh, the, yes, the left side out of his uh, out of Gus's neck, and blood squirting everywhere. And Zowie goes off, takes off, and the boys hurry up and they get over there to Gus. And Jeff's like, "Is he? Is he dead?" And he goes over there and checks him, and they roll his head a little bit, and you can tell he's gone. He's dead. Yeah, he did. But I wrote something down here for something too that I was gonna say. That's one thing that is different from the first movie. Zowie actually protected Drew, mm-hmm. even though he come back. Well, the dead in this movie are a whole lot different than the first one. Right, but I'm saying like, like every aspect of it is is different. Exactly, but it just kind of like made me go, huh? Because you know, church yeah. was against the dad. I don't remember his name. And but church never went crazy on uh, little Ellie either. No, but you know, like I said, it was just funny that Zowie protected uh, Drew. Um. So then, anyway, after they realize that he's dead, the boys decide they're going to take him to Pet Cemetery. And they're going to take him over the, what is it, the the wall? Yeah, over the wall to the, uh, the Indian burial ground. Yeah, and I don't remember if they both bury him or not. I don't, I don't think it ever really was. Well, went. it kind of shows both of them there at the hole. Right. And, uh. 
throwing the dirt on them and you notice the flinching eye. Yeah, I did notice that. Every time they throw dirt on uh, uh, Gus's body, you can see his eye like twitching, yeah. like, you know. He didn't do a good job of hiding. Not on that part, he didn't. But anyway, then finally Drew, uh, after they bury him, they put the rocks on him. Drew comes home and he is filthy. Dirt Yeah, and his, his mom's like, where have you been? You know, like she's having a fit. And she's like, did Gus find you? And he was like, uh, we got away from Gus. Yeah. You know, completely lying. Yeah. Well, then Jeff comes home, and his dad chews him out, and he's like, was you out drinking? And he's like, no. And he was like, all the other boys got home at 10 o'clock, and you're pulling this crap, you're coming in this late? And he was like, it's still a school night. And he goes, you're going to have to quit uh, – Pretty much disobeying me, yeah, pretty much. He said, I've been giving you a lot of leeway, and, and that's got to stop. And he's like, Dad, I'm just really tired, and I just really want to go to bed. Yeah. And his dad, <clears throat> Chase is finally like, all right, you know what? Go to bed, and we'll talk about this tomorrow. Well, it cuts back to, like, Gus's house. Yeah, Gus's house. And, um, oh, what's the boy's name? Drew yeah. is asleep, and it's funny because you can hear him being like, Drew. Drew, buddy. Yeah, he's like, I forgot my keys, you know. <laughs> and Drew gets up, and he goes downstairs, and he opens the front door, and he's like, Gus? And he don't see him. Well, he turns around, and there's Gus standing there. And then he holds the keys up, and he's like, I found him. <laughs> like that. And uh, he's all dirty. You know, his neck's got that big old chunk hanging out of it. And he's like, yeah, I need a shower. Yeah, he's just looking down at himself. He's like smiling, and he's like, "Yep, need a shower." He turns around and he starts to walk up the stairs, and he's a zombie, of course. Mm-hmm. And he like he's wobbling. Well, then he actually falls on Face the stairs, first. and he's like, "Ugh!" And he starts laughing. Yeah. Well, he gets up, and what kills me is he get uh, it cuts to him in the uh, bathroom, and he, you can hear the shower running, and he's fixing to get in the shower. But he starts to wrap his neck before he gets in. The before shower. he gets in the shower. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a zombie, so. Yeah, but still, I was kind of like, hmm. That's but he weird. he's trying to cover it up, and the whole time, his wife, what's her name, Amanda? Uh huh. She's laying in bed, and she's like, uh, "Gus, I'm sorry, you know, for lying to you." And then she's like, "Will you just come to bed, please?" And Gus is uh, wrapping his neck, and he looks over, and he's like, "Oh yeah." You know, like, <laughs> he goes in there and he gets on top of her. He's trying to get something, and she's like. You stink. What have you been into? And he she just, just makes a comment that he's freezing. Yes. And she he just rips her top off, top off. And she's like, Gus, stop. Like, he's being too rough with her. And he's just over. Yeah. You know? Just grunting and zombified grunting. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, then it cuts to, like, it just shows his boots is on top of her. You know, like, you know, they're messing around. But. Anyway, she's finally just screaming, stop, stop, and it just cuts to the next day. And uh, the boys are riding the bikes. I don't, I don't remember. Were they riding to school or what? Yeah, they were. The boys uh, met up to ride to school, and uh, Jeff asked Drew, he's like, so what happened? And he kind of tells them, well, Gus came home. He came, you know, came down for breakfast and gave me an extra set of pancakes and was smiling and asked him if I was still grounded. And he said, nope, and asked if you could stay the night, and he just shook his head. So it was like he forgot that he hated me. Yeah, but he, that was the comment that he made. He was yeah. like, he forgot that he hated me. And he goes, it's like we're a real family. Yeah. And, and that's what's sad is you can tell Drew really, like, he was happy. It made him moment. happy, yeah. yeah. The fact that the guy was dead, but he came back to life, and now he's a good guy. Yeah. <clears throat> so 
Now we go to a scene of Chase is in his doctor's office and he gets a phone call. And it's from a uh, somebody that he, you know, sent blood off to. He gets a message. And he was like, there's something wrong with the sample. So he's getting ready to call it call the guy back. Well, a family walks in. It's a, a woman and two of uh, two kids. Mm-hmm. She asked him, she was like, well, do you still have the, the cats, you know, and can we, you know, look at them? He's like, yeah, sure. They're just in the back room. So they go off to see the cats. Yeah, he's like, take your pick. Take your pick. And he's calling the guy back that left him a message about the blood. And he's telling the guy on the phone, he was like, hey, I don't know, you know, is, is that some kind of joke you sending me dead animal blood? And I guess he can't really hear him all that well, or he's just like, you didn't say that, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> he was like, I don't, I don't follow what you're saying. He, and he goes again, he was like, the next time you send me blood of an animal, make sure it's an alive animal and not a dead one. So he keeps telling him, he's like, no, that dog was definitely alive when I took the blood. Right. And he was like, I don't think so. He said the cells of all, like the cell walls that broke down in the blood or whatever, and the decaying and the dog's blood that you sent me was a dead dog. <clears throat> so now the family is walking back into the back where the cats are. Mm-hmm. And this is a bad time if you're a cat fan. <laughs> <laughs> so the family's walking back there. They go through the double doors to pick, take their little, you know, cat, you know, pick of their cats. The girls get this horrified look on their face, and the mom starts freaking out. And they show the cage, and it's just a bunch of dead kittens. Yes. And Chase freaks it out, so he takes off running back there and finds out what's going on. She's, like, pissed off. Yeah. Like, she was like, you know, how could you, you know, let this happen? Well, he looks over there, and he sees Zowie's cage is all torn up. Yeah. Big hole in it. And then the cage that all the cats were in, all the cats were torn to shreds. Yes. It's completely jacked up. So, Chase decides he wants to go to the boys at school as they're getting out of school. And he kind of tells them, he's like, look, something's wrong with Zowie. He's really sick. If you guys see him, Mm -hmm. you need to call me right away. Don't matter what time it is. So, they're like, okay, that's that's just fine. Uh, So, now, Chase leaves the school. And he's going to go ahead and go. He pulls up to this little cabin, ends up being his taxidermist. So the guy he's taking them to ends up being the the doctor, the vet that used to be in the town. And he goes up, knocks on the door. Vet, is, it's funny because the guy's in there and he's got this pug in his lap. Yeah. It's a, you can tell that it's a stuffed dog. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? You would look so much better with blue eyes. And then just literally pops the dog's eyeballs out. Yeah. And he's, you know, changing the eyes out. Well, Chase comes over, he knocks on the door, <coughs> and he answers him, and he's like, hey, I, you know, Chase from, I don't even remember. Yeah, so he's time. like, state your business. Yeah. And he was like, hey, I, we sent you some blood, and I, it was mixed up, and he was like, you might as well just come in. And uh, so he comes in, and he's looking around, and he's got all these, you know, animals that are stuffed and freaked out. He looks over to his right, and there's a crow sitting there, and he's just, like, weirded out. Well, he starts talking to him about the blood, and the doctor was like, uh... Yeah, this sounds like awfully familiar. Let me guess. Dog didn't have a heartbeat. Uh, couldn't find a heartbeat. Wounds won't heal and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. And he was like, no, the dog's not hurt or sick. The dog's dead. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it didn't make any sense. And he was like, same thing happened. He's like, the last person that sent me dead dog or dead animal blood was the last person that was in that office. And it was some cat from, uh, it was a, a Creed family cat, Lewis Creed's cat and it was church and that dog it was weird and he said the weird thing about it is the little cat's name was church mm-hmm. 
and then Chase is just bumfuzzled right now. He don't know what to think about it. And he was just like, I don't, I don't get it. He's like, what you need to do is take your family and get up and get the heck out of this town. And he's yep. just basically just shooing them out. So he kind of freaks back, stumbles, freaks out, stumbles back. And about the time he does, he knocks into something. And the bird, the crow or raven that he was looking at, takes off flying and freaks him out. And he just takes off. So and, was he in the first one? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I, I, it, not that I can remember. Okay. I didn't think he was. Yeah, I don't ever see him in there. So now, now we go to Gus. We go in the front of the Gilbert house, and Gus is actually outside, and it gets a, a shot of the uh, rabbit cage. And you see all these rabbits, but then you see these skinned rabbits hanging up. Gus <laughs> yeah. Is, you know, dead Gus is out there skinning these rabbits and getting ready to cook them up and eat them. So he, he actually takes one of them, breaks his neck, skins it, hangs it up, getting ready. So then it goes into the house, and then she's already got the rabbits cooked up, and they lay a plate on the table. It looked good, too. Yeah, it did. It looked really good. Kind of looked like frog legs at first. But, so they're doing that. Uh, Jeff is staying over for the night. So Jeff, Drew, and Gus are all sitting at the table, and Amanda's cooking. And you can tell that she's a little upset. Like, she knows something's not right with Gus anymore after what happened the other night Mm -hmm. or the night before. And I think she's got wine or something in her hand that she's drinking. And it's funny because he's setting all this stuff down, and Gus grabs these lima beans, just takes a big old handful of them, eats them, and then knocks the bowl over. First, he does the mashed potatoes. He picks the mashed potatoes up, takes a scoop of it, and bites it, passes it to Drew. Then he gets the beans, takes it. And she sets the beans yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. And then knocks it over, and she's like, geez, you know, making a mess. It's not funny. Yeah. So then Jeff's sitting there, and he goes to reach for something, and Gus grabs his hand, and he's just, like, freaking out, you know, don't want to think. He's locked eyes with him. Yeah, and Gus just kind of stares at him, and he opens his mouth, and he's got (laughs) these lima beans and mashed potatoes all mushed up in his mouth, and he's just laughing. So he starts laughing with his mouth wide open, and his mashed potatoes just dripping out of his mouth. Jeff starts laughing. Jeff starts laughing. Drew starts laughing. They're all laughing together. And then Gus is just, like, cackling pretty much. And all of a sudden, he slams his hand, hands back down on the table and freaks everybody out. Yeah, like the laughing just quits. Just out of nowhere, just stops. Well, Drew looks over at him, and his bandages drop down, and he sees little stuff oozing out of his wound. Mm-hmm. I swear when I was a kid, I remember seeing mashed potatoes come out of that. Uh-uh. I mean, you can see, like, the pus and stuff. Yeah, maybe that's just what you thought it was. Man, I guess so. When I was a kid, I thought mashed potatoes was coming out of his wound. <laughs> I don't know why. It was weird. Uh... Okay, but I still got to point something out, though. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. He still gets that mashed potatoes and eats it. Uh, what's his name? Gus. Mm-hmm. Sets it down. Then he does the beans thing, you know? And when he sticks it out with his tongue out, because all he's doing is he's acting like a kid. He's like, you know how people like yeah. have food in their mouth? They just open their mouth to show you, uh, look what I got. Yeah. But what kills me is you can watch the cameras over Drew's shoulder. And you can see Drew pick up the potato bowl, and he starts scooping out of it. I'm like, that dude, that kid's still going to be like, I still want these mashed potatoes. I mean, hey, I've been the chunky kid before. No, wait, wait, wait. But you know Gus is dead. I mean, yeah, but, you know. Uh-uh. I mean, but you still going to eat the mashed potatoes. They look, they look good. You, dude, you they, they look good. Mm. <clears throat> That just killed me. Like, cause he was like, <laughs> well, I guess he ain't going to be needing this. And he can always eat what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so, now we go to 
Dr. Chase is sitting at home and he's watching his wife, one of his wife's movies. And he gets a little upset. She gets shot in the movie. He, you know, he gets upset. Well, after finding out what he's found out about Zowie, he is, he goes upstairs and he gets a gun. He's got a gun. He's going to make sure, you know, he's take care. He takes care of Zowie before, you know, anything happens. He's walking around the house, looking around, doesn't see anything. Well, he ends up going to bed. And it was really weird how I labeled this because I labeled it a Zowie sex scene. But it, it, this is the worst uh, scene of the entire movie. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> it ain't stupid. It's stupid. I mean, it looks dumb, but you know. Okay, go ahead. But so he's asleep and he's having this dream where his wife is back alive. She comes over and she gets on top of him and they're getting ready to have sexy time. And he's like, uh, yeah, he rips, hey. like pulls her shirt open. And you see some of the fakest boobs in the world. Yeah. Like, terrible. Like they were made out of wax. Um, so he's getting at it and going at it. And then it pans up to show her head and it's Zowie's face. Mm-hmm. Like a Zowie's dog head. So he freaks out. It's like they're going back and forth. Well, he finally snaps out of his dream, and Zowie's on top of him, attacking him. Yeah, and she gets a hold of, or he gets a hold of his hand, his arm, and he starts biting the crap out of crap out of him. Yeah, they get to fighting, tussling around. A pillow gets ripped open, feathers are flying everywhere. Well, he gets his gun and takes a shot at Zowie, and it's got that stupid blue lighting. Yeah, that blue light sit- special stuff. Yeah, like anybody sleeps like that, that's just weird. Yeah, go ahead. So now. He's uh he's popped a shot off at Zowie. Zowie goes running and jumps out the window. Yeah. Busts the window all up, takes off running. He goes over the window and he's got his gun all propped up weird like <laughs> and his shoulder is just or his arm is just all Yeah, it's just jacked up. Um so and and he's freaked out, obviously. Well now it cuts to the two boys, Jeff and Drew, they're sitting on this uh just on this big rock in this little creek or river or whatever it is. And they're just it's just them two talking about, you know, um, what do you think it's like if you die and you come back? And he was like, man, I don't know. I've never had anybody die before. And basically just, you know, them two ch- trying to study it and mm-hmm. figure out what's going on. Well, they crawl up or they go to, to walk up out of that. They go back up to the road to take off. And Jeff's going one way. Drew ends up going the other way. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the way the Drew. Because he says something about, he says, hey, Drew and Jeff. And he's like, yeah. He goes, you ever thought about running away? You ever think about running away? Yeah. And Jeff's like, all the time, man. Mm-hmm. So Jeff takes off one direction. Drew gets on his bike, goes the other direction. And in the distance, you can see a motorcycle coming up. You don't know who it is yet. Well, as Drew gets down the road just a little bit, it's Clyde on his motorcycle. And he just goes right past Drew. And this is the scene that you laughed at Drew about. <laughs> Drew laughing at the fat kid now. I've laughed at this scene since I was first watched the movie. He sees it and he realizes, oh crap. And he gets off the bike and tries to turn and the bike still falls over. And he, this kid had the hardest time picking up that bike. He he dropped it twice. But yeah. I'm just I can just hear him <laughs> like you know it was a movie mistake, but they just went with it. Like <laughs> that kid didn't drop that bike that many times. You never know. <clears throat> it was good though. I laughed. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want him trying to warn me about anything because by the time it got no. to me. <laughs> you know who he grows up to be? No. Franklin. Sally? <laughs> Sally. Yeah. You know who that guy's mom was? Uh, Clyde? 
the girl off of, uh, the woman off of uh, Black Christmas. Claude? Claude? No, you don't know what I'm saying. Smile smack somebody. So anyway, so he's turned around. Clyde's chasing Jeff. He catches up to Jeff. Jeff sees he's behind him. He tries to pedal up faster. Why he thought he was going to outrun the dirt bike, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Clyde gets right up to him, and he's mouthing him, and he's like, you ready to go for a ride? And he grabs his handlebar of his bicycle. He revs his up. He just takes off running, or he takes off going faster, kind of steers him over to the edge and just throws him off the side of the road. Yeah. And he goes down this levee. He follows him down after Jeff, you know, fell down there and had his bike tumble over and everything. He follows him down on his motorcycle, gets off and goes over to him. Jeff's all, you know, tore up and he's all discombobulated. So he, uh, Clyde goes over and gets Jeff's bike, turns it upside down. And he says something like, you ever seen, uh, you ever seen, uh, somebody's nose gets taken off by. Yeah, you ever seen a nose taken off by a bike? wheel yeah so and he takes the pedal the bike's upside down he takes the pedal and he just starts cranking the pedal and that back tire is just spinning and he's basically what he's doing is he's flirting with putting his head in the spokes of this tire well what they don't see and what we can see in the background yeah that's a good shot yeah is old gus comes stumbling up behind him yeah and gus gets over there throws clyde or grabs a hold of clyde takes him off to the side and he's just like Gus what are you doing are you freaking out and he looks over Gus looks over at Jeff and he says go home Mm -hmm. and he just kind of stumbles around and he just yells at him to go home well Jeff gets on his bike takes off Gus is just kind of like backing Clyde down and he's like Clyde's like are we going to do arrest me you can't touch me you can't lay a finger on me well Clyde reaches behind him and just smacks the dog mess out of Clyde no Gus Gus yeah Gus just smacks the crap out of Clyde. And Clyde's laying on the ground. Clyde makes the comment, and he was like, I'm just effing with him, man. Yeah. Well, he's laying on the ground now, and Gus goes over and gets his motorcycle, and he picks his the motorcycle up. He's got his hand on the... Bike. Same thing. No, it's, it's not. Same thing. Okay. It's a, it's a bicycle with a motor. Mm. <laughs> it's a dirt bike. Okay. He's got it. They say motorcycle in the movie. I don't care what it's yeah, like. Yeah, I don't care. It's anyway, same difference. No, anyway. it's... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, he's got this dirt bike picked up, got his hand on the throttle, and he's revving it up, and that back tire is just spinning. And he's just picking it up, and, and Clyde's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Gus is like, I'm just effing with you. But I love it, because every time he gets close to the face, he goes, woo. Yeah, and he's woo. like, woo. <laughs> his tongue's yeah. sticking out. Well, it does, like... It shows, like, the worst shot to me in the whole movie where they got his scarf is like tied to a string and it just kind of slowly picks up. Did you notice that? Yeah. It looks so bad. <laughs> well, the scarf goes in the spokes of this tire and it's still wrapped around Clyde's neck and it pulls his neck into the, the back tire as it's spinning. Yeah. And Gus sees it and he notices it. He gets smashed with blood. And he's like, oh, man. And then he just barrels down on it even more. Yeah. Just grinding and grinding away. <clears throat> and his face is priceless. Because after he does it, he's like, oops. Yeah. He's like, oops. Uh, so he just chunks the bike. Yeah. Like, literally just throws his bike behind him and looks up. And Drew's on the top of the road looking down at him. He's seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
hey, Drew, buddy. And he goes chasing after him. And that music, down yep. here it comes, boy. He takes off. And uh, so he goes to chase after him. Well, then it shows Drew getting home. And he goes into the house, and he gets a gun, and his mom's in there. And she's like, Wait, what's going on? No, you're, you're wrong already. What, what I Mom wasn't there for one. But oh, Drew, no, yeah, Drew gets yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This boy is scared for his life, but still has a time to turn around and put the keys on the key, ra- <laughs> the key rings. That's, yeah. That was stupid. I mean, you know. And uh, what he, used to. he puts it on, goes and gets the shotgun, turns around. After he, he gets the shotgun, he turns around, and there's Gus behind him. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, step back. I'm, I'm warning you. And he pulls the gun up. And right when he goes to shoot, it just goes click, and it kills me because he's like, forget something, Drew, buddy. And he's <laughs> he's got shotgun shells in his hand. Yes. He takes off running. Uh, Drew goes to get the back door, and the keys are missing. He turns around, there's Gus again, and Gus is like, hey. Like, he's holding the keys. <laughs> he's you know, jangling them. Drew takes off running, goes in the living room, goes back to the front door, and the keys are gone again. Well, he turns around, and there's Zoe, or Zowie. And uh, now Zowie's bad, mm-hmm. and uh, she's growling at like she's taking Drew Gus now. Yeah, and then Gus comes around. And he's got a hammer, and he's like, "Drew, buddy." He's like, "You got a right to remain silent after I bash your brains or head in." <laughs> and he smashes the picture of him. And as he's walking down the hallway, he keeps smashing like the family photos. And he's like, "You got a right to an attorney." And he's but like, "You won't need one because you'll be dead." Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course. Um, he can't get out the door, so he takes off running upstairs. And Zowie chases after Drew upstairs. Drew is barely hustling up these stairs, and this dog can't catch him. Come on now. I mean. The dog is dead. No. I No. The dog is dead. No. I mean, it is dead. This kid can't run for crap. <laughs> and he and the whole time he's running up there, Zowie, it's me. It's me. Zowie. <laughs> you know. He gets upstairs, and... Uh, Slams the bedroom door, and I think he puts a uh, he locks it or something. Something like that. Well, Gus is still chasing after him, and this is where he climbs out on the ledge, and his mom pulls up, and uh, I cannot remember what he says, but Gus ends up breaking through the door, and Drew jumps down and says, "Mom, mom!" and he gets in. He's like, "He's trying to kill me." She's like, "What?" and Gus sees it. He takes off back downstairs, and he's like. uh, Gus, he's trying to kill me. I saw him kill Clyde, and now he's trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. Well, then out of nowhere, uh, Gus jumps on top of the hood, and she starts screaming. And I don't remember what he said, but she takes off in reverse. He falls off. There's that music. Like I said, I mm-hmm. love the music. They take off, and he runs after for a minute, and then he stops. And then he slowly turns around. I love how he runs because he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he, he knows he's going to get him. So he goes getting his vehicle. Well, then, like, it cuts back to Amanda, well, the mom and Drew, and they're talking, and she's like, what happened? And he's trying to tell her everything. Well, out of nowhere, here he comes. Gus comes around, and then they get that rock music kind of going. Oh, it's so good. He's chasing after him, and uh, it's so funny because he flicks out. He flicks even the lights on. But we did forget to mention, though, when he came up to the house, after remember uh, Drew when he locked the door, when he was chasing Drew, mm-hmm. he was like, uh, Drew, this is the police. You know, like come out with your hands up. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, back to that scene. Uh, now Gus is chasing him down the road, and I love it because he's like all like 
uh, cocky. He's mm-hmm. like having he's having fun. Oh yeah, he's having a good time. This he's is laughing. where, like I said, he, he uh, that Clancy Brown dude. He plays a great bad guy. Mm-hmm. I've never pictured him as a good guy. Don't tell me he's a good guy. Is legit as crab. Miss Crab, yeah. But he even sees his hat and he puts his uh, <laughs> sheriff's hat on or whatever he is. Uh, was he sheriff? Sheriff or a deputy one. Anyway, he gets up beside him and he's just like. It's funny because he pulls up and you're seeing it through the driver's window, mm-hmm. so you can see all three of them. <laughs> and it's just Drew. I'm sorry his his reactions kill me. His acting he, he looks over, the greatest. No, he looks over and Gus is looking at him, and he's like, "Mom, look." I mean, that's just how he said it, and he's just smiling at him, and she's like, "What is it? What are we doing? What does he want? What is he doing?" And I'm like, "Just slam your brakes." Yeah. Well, anyway, he starts kind of ramming them on the, uh, he's on the other side of the, he's on the uh, wrong side of the road. <clears throat> he's over hitting them, trying to make them go over. Well, all of a sudden you see this 18-wheeler coming uh, their way. And he smiles and he just grips the steering wheel and he's just waiting for his opportune moment. And this is where she's like, what is he doing? And the guy, the 18-wheeler is honking the horn. So she should have known right there something was going on. Yeah. Well, out of nowhere, he's like, I don't remember if he says see you or if he just goes bye and he rams into him and makes him go head first into the 18 wheeler. The 18 wheeler slams on the brakes. They just have this big crash and potatoes fly everywhere. It's a potato truck. Mm-hmm. A lot of potatoes. Gus turns around, makes a U-turn, gets out and uh, it shows the, the crash and the car is demolished. You see the 18 wheelers up on its side, and he walks over, and all you see is her legs sticking out with blood coming out of the pants mm-hmm. and down her ankle. And he knows they're dead. Oh, yeah. And he just does that little smile, evil little smile, turns around, walks off, and drives off. So he's actually going to back to where Clyde was, where he killed Clyde. And he goes over to him with a body bag and a shovel, and he's like, Time to take you up the hill, buddy. So he's like, So you're going to bury Clyde for what reason? Like, he's taking them up to Pet Cemetery to bury them. Mm-hmm. So now it goes, this this series, like, at the very end, is just, like, one giant scene. So it gets to, to Jeff and Chase's house. <clears throat> he's downstairs with uh, uh, the housekeeper. He's watching the news about, you know, uh, Amanda and Drew dying in the car wreck. And it mentions Clyde, you know, being missing and can't find them. So, he goes upstairs to find Jeff, and he goes up to the attic, and Jeff has got this whole attic decorated. He's got his mom's clothes up, he's got jewelry out and everything, and he's like, well, what are you doing? He was like, getting everything ready for mom. And he walks over to the desk, and she's like, mom's, you know, she's dead. He was like, well, I can bring her back. And he's basically telling her all the stuff he can do, he can take her to Pet cemetery and all this. And he's like, she's dead, she's not coming back, and he's like, fine if you don't believe me, whatever. Well, then from downstairs, you hear the housekeeper call and said the grave, the caretaker's on the phone, and then Jeff gets a smile on his face. So he was like, you stay right here. I'm going downstairs. So he goes downstairs, gets on the phone. Caretaker, you don't really know what's going on, but he's like, hey, I've got to go take care of this. Can you watch him and don't let him leave? So he's going to leave and to, to find out what the caretaker is. We don't know what's going on. You kind of have an idea of what's going on. Right. Um so he goes and meets the caretaker at the graveyard and the caretaker is like, it was the weirdest thing. Gus stuck around after 
the Amanda and uh, Drew's funeral and stuck around and dug Chase's wife's body out, Renee. Yeah, he's like, dug your wife's dug body Dug your out. wife's body out and took her out and then it took off and ran over their headstones. So it was like she basically just come and took, you know, took your wife. Well, then it goes back to the house. The housekeeper is on the couch asleep and Jeff's sneaking out. Mm-hmm. He's actually on his way to meet uh, Gus at Pet Cemetery. So Gus is just standing there. When he gets to Pet Cemetery, he's all in his tuxedo and everything. So he meets Gus at Pet Cemetery, and he's had a shovel in his hand, and he just points to the side. And he goes over, and it shows this big green patch with a headstone that has his mom's name on it. Mm-hmm. Well, then Gus walks over, and it goes back to the the you know burial mound or whatever. And he's got her body in his arms while he's, you know, <laughs> and Johnny's like, wouldn't she be stiff? Yeah. <clears throat> so he drops her. He brings her over there, and he's like, you got to bury your own. And he hands him the shovel, and he, you know, pretty much lets you know that he ends up burying his mom. Um. So now. I wonder why Gus got along with Jeff. Like, he was nice to him. I don't know. Makes you think. Yeah, it makes you, makes you wonder. Hmm? It's weird. It's a good question. So, you get a quick shot of the housekeeper going up and finding the clothes in the attic. Like, she had the dress that she had seen before. Uh, Nothing really happens right then. So now, Jeff's got his gun. He gets a... He's going to go over to Gus's house. No, not Jeff. Chase. Chase. Yeah, I don't know why Jeff is such a weird name for the kid. I don't know. It's weird. They should call him Jeffrey. Uh, Chase has got his gun. He's going over to Gus's house to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. So he gets over there and he walks into the, or as soon as he pulls up, he opens the door and <laughs> Zowie just goes off. Like Zowie shows up and she takes a big chunk out of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And now he's got the limp arm. He takes a shot at Zowie. He gets her twice. He gets her twice. And you know, he's limping into the, uh, the house. Oh, he sold that arm thing. Yeah, he did. He's like, I hate that dog. That whole left side of his body was dead. <laughs> So he walks in. The house is just like completely demolished, like destroyed. Like everything's turned over. There's a cross on the wall. It's upside down. He walks into the kitchen. Everything's torn up. Zowie's laying on the floor. Gus is over there and he's like doing some stuff. He's like, Gus, what are you doing? So Gus turns around. He's got a piece of wood in his hand. He looks down at Zowie laying pretty much dead on the floor. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, I was making a doggy door. (laughs) So they start going at it. And Gus starts walking over towards Jeff. Jeff takes a shot at him. He's like, man, that hurts. Yeah. So they start fighting. At one point, Gus gets a drill and starts to put it at Jeff or uh, Chase's head. And he goes, tell me if this hurts. And he puts it in the dog bite. Oh, man. Yeah, he puts it in his shoulder. He goes to put it at his head. And he's like, no brains. There's uh, no pain. There's no brains or something. And he's like, like get it? Ha! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they uh they start tussling around some more. <clears throat> Chase or yeah, Chase ends up eventually getting it up underneath uh Gus's chin, keeps clicking, clicks it a couple times after the guns fall off, he's you know, put a bullet in there. He ends up uh putting it under his chin and kept clicking, kept clicking, and finally just blew his brains out. Yeah. Gus goes stumbling around, 
and uh, pulls a cabinet over on top of him. Pulls a cabinet down on top of himself. Jeff goes to leave with his limp arm. He gets all the way up to the door, then he stops, turns around, and then shows him walk back in the house, but it doesn't show him in the house. And then all of a sudden you hear him just pop, 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 pop. He unloaded the rest of that gun. (laughs) He was like, no, I'm making sure this guy's dead. So now it goes back to Jeff and Chase's house. And the housekeeper is in the attic, and she's got the mom's dress on. Mm -hmm. She's got her jewelry on. And she's got, you know, putting lipstick on. Well, she's sitting at this makeup table, and all of a sudden you hear... It's a vanity, sir. Same difference. (laughs) So you hear somebody call her name, call Marjorie behind her. And she goes... Uh, Chase? Yeah. And I'm like, like you that, know was that, you know that was a woman's voice. You know that was a woman's voice. Yeah. <clears throat> so, she goes back to uh, putting the makeup on. Well, uh, Renee is back from the dead. She goes over. She's got this little hand mirror. She smashes it into the, the mirror, the vanity mirror, and uh, grabs the housekeeper. She's got this shard of glass. She just cuts the, the housekeeper all up. Yeah. So, now... And the whole time when she hears, or when she's screaming, Jeff is uh, rocking in the rocking chair in his bedroom. He hears her screaming and he just smiles. Yep. So now he's getting up and he's going upstairs to see his mom. Mm-hmm. So he walks up into the attic. His mom's sitting on there and she you know, calls him over to him. Well, Jeff's on his way home. Jeff gets home. Chase. Chase. Yeah, I do it all the time. Every single time. <laughs> Chase gets home and he goes upstairs and he's up, walks up to the attic. And the only person, only thing up there he sees is there's the bed up there. And then he goes over and the babysitter or the housekeeper's on the bed. Well, he flips her over, sees her face all carved up. He looks across the attic and he sees Jeff and Renee. Yeah. Just sitting there. <clears throat> and she's like, we can work this out. You know, we can be a family again, all this kind of stuff. Chase is telling him, he's like, look, Jeff, just get away from her. She's not your mom. You know, she's not your mom. <clears throat> well, she looks over at Jeff and she's like, once you go downstairs, honey, me and your dad got to, we just need to talk. Mm-hmm. So he gets up, he walks over to the door. She calls for him and she's like, Jeff, I love you. And he goes, I love you too. I love you more. I love you more. <clears throat> he walks over to the attic door, opens it up and there's old Clyde mm-hmm. back from the dead. <clears throat> So he jumps in. He attacks Jeff with a was it a baseball bat or axe? Axe. He had an axe. So he attacks Jeff with his axe. They're tussling. While they're tussling around and knocking stuff over, Mom is clearing off vanity. She's making a mess. She's throwing stuff all over the place. Uh, Chase has got knocked out by Clyde. He's on the ground, d- dazed. Mom goes over and rips the doorknob off the door. And basically just trapping everybody in there. And Clyde and Jeff are, are going back and forth. They're fighting and tussling around. Mom is actually making, uh, she's like, I don't know if she poured gas or, or whatever. No, it was just she's something off that person. vanity. Yeah, whatever was on the, the vanity, you know, was flammable. So she ends up lighting it on fire. So now the entire room's on fire. Well, Jeff take or not Jeff, uh, Clyde takes a shot at Jeff with his axe and ends up hitting these wires and, you know, disconnecting these wires. So these live wires are laying on the ground. Well, he gets on top of Jeff after he's knocked the axe out of his hand. He's got this, uh, ice skate. Yeah. And he goes, he's like time to die. Or the classic cheesy, uh, time to die. 
like that, and he's like, you're going to die. Yeah. 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 So he goes to do that. Jeff grabs a hold of the bare wire that's laying on the ground, sticks it in his mouth, and he basically yeah, kept... said, eat this. Yeah, eat this. Yeah, another cheesy line. Yeah. So he shoves it in his mouth, and he does the whole, you know, gargling, deep, you know, and then his head just explodes. So now Jeff is seeing Clyde's dead body on the ground. He goes over to his dad, who's laying on the floor knocked out, and his mom is just standing on the bed. Yeah. So, and she's already looking weird. Mm Mm-hmm. So she calling for him. She's like, stop, come over here. Well, he turns around to look at her, and her face is uh, where her face was caught in the bar at the beginning was starting to melt away. Why did she get on the bed? I can't remember. because there was. She jumped on the bed whenever they were fighting and oh, tussling okay. around. And didn't really know why. She just I, jumped on the bed. I think the fire went past her feet or something went past her it feet. May have. So they do that, and uh, she started calling for him, and she's like, I'm melting. Mm-hmm. I'm melting. So Jeff is like pretty much freaked out. His mom's going crazy. He goes over, gets the axe, and she's like, "No, Jeff, we can be together forever." And he just kind of stops for a second, goes over to the door, starts you know hitting the door with the axe, trying to trying to open it up because she's ripped the doorknob off. So she's just constantly yelling at him. She keeps saying, "Dead is better. Dead yeah. is better." Yelling for him to come back and be with her, and she says, "I love you." And he just stops for a minute, and then. Chase, he's gotten him out the door, and he's like, she's not your mom. She's not your mom. So they finally get out. She's wailing and screaming and all kinds of crap. And then everything, you hear the fire crackling. She's gotten quiet. It shows a melted skeleton. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get out of the house. Right. Well, now it gets to, just shows a shot of uh, Chase locking down his business, putting a lock on the door. Yeah, that's the day, next day. It's, it's the next day, and they're getting in the car, and they're taking off. They're getting the heck out of Dodge. Right. And it, it goes, it starts talking. Uh, you hear the background voices, uh, just like commentary. It starts showing pictures of everybody yeah, that died. Yeah, it's Drew and uh, Jeff talking. He's like, somebody, uh, I've never had really anybody die in my close to me before. And then uh-huh. and Jeff's shows, like. Shows pictures of Gus, like. Laughing and smiling and all this kind of stuff. The mom, the mom and Drew, I think at one point. Yeah, and Amanda, and then it shows even the Clyde. It shows Clyde, and you can hear Jeff go. Uh, it gets easier as time goes, or something like that. Yeah. And then they drive off into the sun, or I guess the sunrise. I guess yeah, sunset. But and then they're leaving town. They're out of town, and then roll credits. That is the end of Pet Cemetery Two. Right on. Right on. So. Is it as good as you remember? Are you saying that it's time for the pulling scale? Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Am I going first? You're going to go first. Okay. Because I don't think we're going to copy each other this time. You don't think so? I don't think so. All right. Well, I've got to say, I remember it being better when I was younger. After watching it all these years later, I still get a kick out of it. So here's what hurts, how I'm going to break this down. I'm going to tell you the bad stuff and the good stuff. Mm-hmm. What was the uh, housekeeper's name? Marjorie. Her acting is terrible in this movie. She may have done better in other movies, but I think her acting sucked in this movie. Like every line she said the moment she showed up, I was like, 
Drew, I like Drew the kid. You know, I like him in the movie, but there were scenes where his acting was just like that, where he's like, Mom, look. You know, he's just like, really? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, what lost me in the movie was the last 15 minutes of it. Jeff acting possessed, like it was just weird. Like, don't don't make him out to be a hero. Mm-hmm. He legit brought his mom back and smiled when she killed the uh, housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And it was just like his little weird smiles. Like his dad would be like, "That's not your mom," and he just glanced over and looked at him and smiled real big. You know that scene where he's like, "Mom's, I'm, I'm getting everything ready for mom to come home." Yeah, that was stupid. I mean, like legit. His acting in that movie. And he's a good actor. Yeah. I'm saying from the last few mi- minutes of the movie, I was like, okay, so you literally just turned this kid into a possessed... He wasn't possessed. He- I know he wasn't, but I'm saying like that's how he acted. It was like in the middle of a psychotic break. But to me, that's bad writing because it didn't match up with this movie. Mm. This is just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And the fact that they never even... Got they didn't. Jeff never even acknowledged that his buddy was dead and his mom was dead. Right. Not his mom, but Drew's mom. Mm-hmm. They never even like all you ever seen was when they watched it on the news and and uh, Marjorie's like, poor Jeff. You know, I wonder how he's taking or whatever. Yeah. It's like they didn't even show that he acknowledged it or anything. Right. Um. I don't know. It just. It did not, which I'm glad it didn't have the same feel as the first one. Because I would, like I told you, I said on the last episode, that's not my favorite scary movie or horror movie, whatever. But it's just a simple fact that, like the sex scene, uh, with the wolf, Mm -hmm. you know, the chase, that was stupid. (laughs) It was. It was just stupid. It was a waste of. That was a waste of time. Uh, I just felt like you could tell there's a huge difference. From who directed the first one to who oh, directed yeah. this one. Oh, yeah. Their styles are nowhere near the same. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the dead people were completely different. Yeah. Now, here's here's my other part. The first one was horror. This one is horror, t- to me, horror slash comedy a little bit. Now, now I'm not saying it, it's nowhere, it shouldn't be considered a comedy at all. Yeah. But there were funny. Gus was hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so now here goes to the good stuff to me. Was it Gus that was hilarious, or is it just because you like Clancy Brown and he was doing funny stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. When he was Gus alive, yeah, he was a prick. Yeah. But he played that role good. When he come back from the dead, just a little Drew Bade. Yeah. That and then the match tennis scene. You you gotta laugh at it. Oh yeah. Uh. Clancy Brown is an amazing actor. Yeah. He made it for me. Um, so now I'm going to my good points. I love the music in it. That The chase music and stuff stood mm-hmm. out to me. I love uh, the look of Z- uh, Zowie. Yep. Uh, I did like the fact that it was changed as far as like the dead people. Like how he come back and... Well, you know, here, here's the thing though. You say that they're different from mm-hmm. the first one. But the only thing we ever saw from the first one was the mom coming back at the end. Well, and she was, was like, "There was the scene of the story 
from the kid that the guy in the military that they buried and came back to life. And, yeah, but and, and he was walking around like a like a zombie and and all this kind of stuff. But I'm just but I'm, but that's what I'm getting at though. Yeah. But then it goes at the end it shows her coming back. Yeah. And she was normal. I mean, not her face, but she was normal. Yeah. She was like, darling, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but uh, the good stuff to me is the music. Uh, Gus's acting, man, I, I love that character in this movie. Um, and I was more entertained with this one as far as... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I dig the film. Mm-hmm. But watching it now... Just some of the stuff, like I said, the last probably like the last ten or fifteen minutes, took me out of it. Yeah. Because I didn't like how Jeff was a normal kid, and then he did a one eighty, and now he's wearing a tuxedo and he's all weird, and it did not match. And then it fades off and comes back, and him and his dad are hunky dory, they're good again. Yeah. Boo that! Your son was going like legit. Just well, he was in the tux because they went to that funeral, and he never changed out of his tux. Because that they were just talking about that funeral being that day. That's when Gus went and dug up his wife. Right. So that's why he was in the tub. But I'm just. But but, but, but I got I got you though. Yeah, it's just. But like I said. But then at the end of it, they're they're like, oh, just a good kid, you know. No, wait a minute. I'd be like, son, we need to talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, uh, out of all that, I am gonna get to me. I enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Do I recommend you to watch it or add it to your collection? Uh, man, it's all on your perspective. Man. You can't give it a thumbs up. No, no, no. Here, hold on. Here, here's my thing. I can't say, oh, you got to definitely check this movie out. Because, to me, it's not something that, if you watch it. If you've never seen this movie, and now you watch it, to, I don't think it's going to be anything new. No. You get what I'm saying? Or do you think there is? What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean? Do you think there's like something that people hadn't seen before in this movie? I, I guess it just depends on what they've watched. Right, yeah. But uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, and I would say, you know what? If you're If you're just a collector, yeah, you got to add it to your collection. Am, am I saying this is a movie that you're going to watch over and over? Eh, not really. Because like I said, now that I've watched it, now that I have watched it now, I feel like if I go back and watch it again, there's going to be scenes that I'm going to fast forward. Yeah. You know, or skip, as as people say nowadays. Yeah, yeah you can't, yeah, you can fast forward. No but I am going to give this movie a C+. Plus. Hmm. <laughs> it doesn't deserve a B. I really thought going into it, it was going to get at least a B or B plus because I, because growing up, I, like I said, I'm still entertained by it, but yeah. now as I, as an adult and watching it, I'm like, uh, the whole, like I said, man, that whole sex scene, and it wasn't because it was sex scene, it was just, that was stupid. Well, it was a nightmare. That it was, was his nightmare. It was stupid. Uh, like I said, man, and some of the acting in it was terrible. You know, I'm sorry. It was. Oh, yeah, the the babysitter. Or the, the babysitter yeah, was... was the babysitter, the housekeeper. She was horrible. Uh, the kid, Drew, like I said, I like that character, but it, it, sometimes he was horrible. He was just corny. I, I'll tell you the ones that really stuck out uh, was Jeff, of course, through most of them until the end. Yeah. Um, 
the bad guy Clyde. He always plays a good bad guy. Yeah. And Gus is acting. Them three right there was better than any of them. Yeah. The guy that played uh, Chase, mm-hmm. he is a good actor. But there was just some things that I was like, okay. Like that whole, when that shoulder bit, he had like his whole left I side. I thought he did a good job playing that off because my. His whole left him, side of paralyzed. He's like, oh, let a dead demon dog attack my arm. It's going to be dead too. But anyway, that's my rating, man. So thumbs up and a C plus. Yeah. So and now I give it a thumbs up because it's it is entertaining. Yeah. So so I mean, my thing about it is is I I still I think I enjoy watching this one more than I do watch the watching the first one and I love the first movie and I will say that I do enjoy watching this one better than the first right. one. Um, I agree with you on the housekeeper's acting it wasn't the greatest. Drew's acting wasn't great, but it was it was more of the borderline corny type deal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily bad acting. It was just overly corny. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, he was just a character that ended up getting stuck with the corny lines. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, Clancy did an awesome job. Oh, yeah. As always. I can see the, the comedy aspects of it, but I can also see where the... Sp- Spots that were supposed to, like that came off as funny. Mm-hmm. I can see where that was supposed to be a terrifying moment, like instead of being a funny moment, it's just like this dead guy's over here and he's laughing and cutting up with everybody. Yeah, that's a little freaky, but yeah, it still makes me laugh for sure. The end of it through this whole movie, Jeff has been distraught that his mom's dead, and he's been trying to cope with it and trying to deal with it. So. You fast forward it all the way to the end of the movie. He's buried a dog, or he's helped bury a dog. Dogs come back to life. He's buried a man. Man's come back to life. So through this whole movie, he's seen people be buried and come back to life except his mom. So now, his best friend just died. Assuming his best friend and his mom just died. So now he's just come back from the funeral. Uh He's pretty much in the middle of a psychotic break. And he's out of touch with reality. So now he's fixing to bring his mom back to life. I don't see it as he was possessed. I see it as he was finally had enough. He's ready to have his mom back. And he's going to do whatever it takes to get his mom back. So not possessed. Mental break is what what I'm going to call it. So for me, it fits perfectly well because... Whenever Clyde comes back to life and he sees Clyde, and it's like he almost snaps out of that mental break. He's mm-hmm. like, that was what it took to snap him out of it to realize something's not right here. Okay. And you can still see the connection that he had with his mom at the very end when he's getting his dad out, and he almost he, he stops while his mom was calling back to him, and he was like, Should I go back? You know, and his dad's like, It's not her. Mm-hmm. And he finally, you know, takes off with it. Um So yeah, the the end of it, I actually love the end of it. Because it just shows you how he felt trying to get his mom back, but then when he snaps out of it and comes back to reality, he's like, all right, this isn't right. It's time to time to dip set. And I think one thing that gets me real quick is they're idiots just like on the first one. Like, that's what annoys me on the first one. The first one had a great story, which we covered that. Yeah. But the dude brought back church, didn't work. Brought back his son, didn't work. But I can bring my wife. She's she's <laughs> only been dead for a little <laughs> It's we like, waited too long. We've yes, that's what I'm saying. It's the idiots that never learn. That's what like 
Like when he died at the end of it, the first one, yeah. oh, that's what you get, you idiot. <laughs> and now I felt like this one, I was just like, dude. Kid he, deserved to burn up with his mama? Yeah. That's what you was thinking? Because, I mean, his daddy said, mm. he was just going to leave. He knew. He, like I said, he knew his mom was going to kill his dad. <laughs> I don't know if he knew. Yeah, he, he did. Because that's why he smiled at him all evil. And the kid smiled when he heard his housekeeper getting killed. Because he knew his mom was home. He was happy his mom was home. Don't matter. Psychopath. Go ahead, though. He, he don't even. He wouldn't even take it. I don't think he was even considering the fact that the housekeeper was dead. Mm-hmm. I think he was just happy that his mom was home. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's what his whole thing boiled down to, is he's going to get his mama back. But anyway, uh, the music, I'm with you. I love the music because mm-hmm. it had that big. I know this came out, what, 92? Mm-hmm. It had that 80 music, that grunge type. I loved it. Um, 90s music. Well, grunge. early 90s. <laughs> Late 80s, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, I still I still enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. No, it's not one of my favorite all-time horror movies of all time. Right. But it's one of the story of Pet Cemetery from Stephen King is what I love. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that they went different. And it felt like they went different, like... The dead people were bringing back to life and then teaming up against each other or with each other. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, just dead people coming back to life. Right. Uh, I feel like that was different, but different writers, you can say they were going in a different direction. Um, but yeah, I still like the movie. If you're a Stephen King fan, if you're a horror fan, definitely think you ought to check them out. Check both of them out and definitely give it a thumbs up. Add it to your collection if you collect. I don't collect, but if you collect, you do on Voodoo. I mean, I just collect movies on Voodoo, though. Well, that's what it is. A movie. I know, but it's not like one genre. If oh, you're okay. a horror fan, you definitely want to add it to your collection. Oh, okay. That's like, and I'm gonna give it a B plus. <laughs> Woo! Because, yeah. Now let me ask you: Would it be as good as Clancy Brown? What in his Gus? Yeah. <laughs> No, you. No, I, I really do think it would because it would be a different kind of good. It would be a good that wasn't a funny good. Because you don't know who they would have got to fill that role. Man. Could have been anybody. I know, that's what scares me. <laughs> but that's it, man. That's our review of uh, Pet Cemetery 2. I gave it a C, and Randy gave it a B, man. And we both gave it a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I enjoy the film. Right. I had a blast. You heard me laughing. I, I had a blast mm-hmm. watching the movie. It's just that I'm like, now that I'm older, I'm like, you need to nitpick it now. Yeah. It's different. I, yeah. Yeah. So before we sign off here, um, we finally have some schedule. We do. For the rest of the year. We're not, we don't have ours for December yet. Yeah, we got to find a Christmas movie. But we do have September, October, and November, which we do pretty good normally at the end of the year. But we've got some, I feel, some really good episodes coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, in September, we will be doing, and this isn't exactly the order we're going to be doing them in. You get a threebie. Yes. In September, we are going to do The Fly. Mm. Love that film. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Love it. We're also going to do a very old black and white film, which I've always wanted to see. I've never even seen it. Randy has Freaks. I haven't seen it. Like I was a kid when I seen it. It came out in 1932. And then we're going to do a very popular one, Reanimator. How is it popular? I've never heard of this movie. Really? Like The only time I've ever heard of it was when you brought it up. 
Well, then in October, we're going, we always do a Halloween movie. Last year, we did Halloween 2018, and we did a Halloween Kills uh, non spoiler. Well, this year, we're going to do Halloween Kills, the full review, and it is going to be, I believe, the 30th anniversary of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. This is one with the masks, right? Yes. I can't wait for you to see this one because this movie gets so much hate. I was going to say, isn't this the one that nobody likes? No, there's there's actually... Nobody liked it when it first came out. Yeah. Now, it's like a cult classic. Got a there cult you go. following yes. now. Oh, yeah. And I just met the cast of Halloween 3 at Joe Bob Briggs Jamboree in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> and in November... I'm excited about this one. In November... We're going to be doing the original Creep Show film, and then we're going to be doing Creep Show too. Never seen them. The second one is my favorite. You know, I don't think I've seen them. But uh, in October, I said Halloween Kills and Halloween Three, but we are going to do a Halloween Ends spoiler free. We're going to go to the movies, watch it, and then do like we did uh, Halloween Kills last year. And I am so I am so nervous about Halloween ends because there's so many rumors going around, and I, I'm like, please don't ruin Michael Myers. You know they're going to. I, I I got a feeling they're going to. They're not going to be able to live up to it. It's going to be bad. They should have ended it with twenty. If they ruined this one, they should have ended it with 2018. Well, I mean, everybody says that when you come up with a sequel that sucks, and you're like, well, you should have ended it last time. I was happy when we watched Halloween 2018. I was happy, like when he was burning at the end of it. If they would have showed him burning, like. Just dead. I would have been like, that was amazing. But, yeah, but, but and Halloween Kills was good. I was gonna say Halloween Kills was good too. It was, but there, now there's a lot of people that hated on that one. But anyway, let's get off that. So <laughs> that's our September, October, November schedule. Uh, December, we don't have anything quite yet. We're still trying to figure out something to do for Christmas. We could do for a couple of suggestions. Yes, if you got any for uh, any holiday fi- uh, horror films you want to see. Like the gingerbread man. <laughs> you know, if it boils down to it, we're going to have to do that one. Oh, I hope not. But anyway, that being said, uh, Randy, I appreciate you doing this week's episode. Yeah, no problem. It's all good. <laughs> and uh, super excited for September, man. Can't wait to do it. Oh, that's what we were going to say. Uh, September, we're kind of doing a horror sci-fi. That's why yeah. we're doing all this stuff. So I don't know if you would consider freak sci-fi. Uh, I horror think it's sci-fi. more of a horror drama. Drama? Yeah. yeah. Well, that being said, uh, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in this week. And as always, remember to stay scared. Stay spooky.